This is Maxime Bernier, leader of the People's Party of Canada. We must keep fighting all COVID measures until they are gone permanently. Join the fight at peoplespartyofcanada.ca. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You have tuned into the Rebel News live stream on this, a Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. I'm David Menzies, and well, let me tell you a little bit about my co-host, folks. Do you know that today is National Kissing Day? <laughs> And the question arises, is Me Too still a thing? Yes. She is the, she is the she-devil with a saber. She is the Khaleesi of Port Hope. She is Catherine Kroznowski. Did I massacre your surname yet again? Oh, no. Okay, Close. thank you. Close. Close enough. <laughs> I don't how even doing, know how Catherine? to say the original version of it. So. Well, you know, it's very ethnic. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I am unfrozen caveman journalist. Your tall buildings and fast-moving cars, Catherine, frighten and right. confuse me. Um, but uh, how are you doing, my friend? I'm great. How are you, David? I'm do- uh, great. You know what? You know why I'm uh, just walking on sunshine? Uh and it is a humidex of uh, plus 44 today yeah. in the GTA. So uh, I don't know about you, Catherine. I'm quite a sweaty I'm freezing. Betty. <laughs> this is, there's something about the male and female thermostat, folks, I got to tell you. Uh, but we hosted the showing of the Trucker Rebellion mm-hmm. video, and uh, Lord Black uh, gave a history of civil liberties in Canada at the Carlu. Um, venue. Uh, what a beautiful venue. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's Art Deco or Art Modern. Not that I'm an expert Nouveau? in. Is that, you think Maybe. so? Oh, no, Deco. Well, Deco. I, I think you're it right. was built in 31. Mm-hmm. Um, By a French architect. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. I think it's Nouveau. And Art it Deco. went on for decades. And I think in the mid 70s, this gorgeous venue was shuttered up, if you can believe it. And then in the early 2000s, it was um, restored to its former glory. And you can almost imagine sort of a, a roaring 20s yeah. gala happening there, even though... Came... I mean, did you ride the elevators? You can definitely imagine oh, the yeah. 20s. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised there wasn't somebody in a pillbox hat, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> operating it. But, you know, what what I loved about it, Catherine, I mean, we, we sometimes go and we cover hostile events, uh, whether it's Antifa or leftist politicians, and really, <laughs> what's the difference? Can you tell the difference? And to meet so many of our supporters, of our fans, and they're so wonderful with the kind words uh, they tell us. Uh, it never gets old. Yeah. So I am just so delighted, and uh, what a great yeah. flick. Yeah, I hadn't seen it before, had you? Hadn't seen it on the big screen, right. that's for sure, and I loved it. And yeah, so it big shout out to Kean Simone, K2, mm-hmm. uh, Sydney Fazard, and of course, uh, Mocha. Um, they put together a wonderful job. So. Speaking of jobs, what is the ostensible policy reason of what we're trying to do here today? Well, David, uh, the Rebel News live stream is Rebels reacting to the daily news. And we mm. do it Monday through Friday uh, at 12 Eastern. So we are live right now on YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, uh, SuperU, and Getter. But at some point, if things get too spicy, we might have to say goodbye to our friends on YouTube. So I suggest you watch on one of the other platforms. Rumble is probably the most popular way to watch. Um, but that's pretty much it, right? And if they, and and also if any of our subjects, folks, gets um, close to any forbidden topics, that would be uh, a contrarian viewpoint of the coronavirus. Uh, that would be uh, doubting the results of the election in the U.S. Oh, not the 2016 election. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. Doubt away. Yeah. <laughs> 
but the 2021. Then we have to bid adieu to uh, YouTube, the censorious thugs of Silicon Valley. Uh, they're not really all about uh, free speech anymore. So I don't know if we have something um, that oh, we one have. One more thing, though. Yes. If you want to uh, interact with David and I, which, of course, you do, you can send uh, chats. There you go. There we are. We have it. Send a, a rant on Rumble or a I think we have YouTube chats as well, and they all have their own little chat platforms. Um, you can donate as little as a dollar, and we'll read your comment on live air. And we love to talk about Star Trek, so. Oh, we do? Okay. We do. I should have uh, brushed up on my trivia, though. But in the meantime, <laughs> set your phasers on fun. See what I did there? Yes, I did, David. Very Horowitz, pat on the back. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? There, um, the top news item, folks, is this unbelievable story coming out of the public inquiry regarding that massacre in Nova Scotia going back to April 2020. And, uh, you, you know, it's kind of amazing. I, I, I thought that would, I get the Toronto Sun, and I thought that would be the front page news. There's a little banner about it, but it's uh, Austin Matthews winning the NHL's MVP award. Um, tell me, does Austin Matthews look like a young version of Ron Jeremy to you? <laughs> you know, that's, I don't know who that is, David. <laughs> oh, okay then. <laughs> no, Perish the thought. But uh, nevertheless, no, folks. No, that's a good point. Maybe there should have been something about this massive story on the front page oh, of the Toronto Sun. Because it, it is a scandal. And it involves some of the top people in Canada, namely the Prime Minister, uh, the Commissioner of the RCMP, uh, Brenda Lucky, the then uh, Public Safety Minister, Bill Blair, uh, now, of course, it is um, Marco Mendicino. He's doing a fantastic job. Oh, man. yeah. If, he, if, <laughs> if he's doing a fantastic job, if the job was auditioning for the role of Pinocchio, <laughs> the title character, I mean, that guy, I don't even think he can spell the truth. But what this investigation uh, revealed in, in testimony from RCMP Superintendent Darren Campbell and the RCMP Director of Communications, Leah Scanlon, is that in a meeting on April 28th, which was one week after the massacre, this is 2020 again, folks, um, Lucky was upset that those leading the investigation had not released the type of firearms that the killer had used. Um, and what the two RCMP officers testified was that doing so would compromise the investigation. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not done. And it was and, a, like you said. It was a week after the massacre. Th that's right. So it's still they're still piecing after everything very new, together. Very fresh. Yeah. So why oh why would Bill Blair and Brenda Lucky and Prime Minister Trudeau be so adamant on finding out what type of guns were being used uh, or were used in the massacre? And uh, Catherine, the reason is this was all politically motivated. This was, we know the one of the guns he used was an AR-15, which uh, the liberals uh, were effectively banning along with 1,500 other types assault of firearms. Assault style. Exactly, yeah. assault style. Yeah. Um, yeah, if it looks like a, you know, a black military rifle, that's bad. But the identical rifle in terms of the magazine, the, um, the, the capacity, everything else. If it's got a wooden stock, that's a kinder, gentler, yeah, friendlier yeah. rifle, even though they're exactly the same thing. And um, it was completely politically motivated. It was along the lines, um, Catherine, of the government saying, you see, you see, this is why 
we have to uh, clamp down on the rights of legal mm -hmm. firearms mm -hmm. owners. Here's the thing. The killer who used that uh, rifle, Catherine, he was not a legal firearms yeah. owner. Yeah. He had That was an illegal AR-15 that he had smuggled from the United States. And as a matter of fact, folks, he was already banned from owning any guns. Uh, he was on a bit of a watch list because of uh, erratic right. behavior yeah. in the past and uh, shouted out for, uh, um, you know, for odd behavior, like I said. Anyways, I think yeah. the story here, Catherine, is the lengths the Trudeau liberals would go to, as well as, I, and I think this is the most shocking thing, is Commissioner Lucky being a willing accomplice, being a useful idiot to compromise an investigation into a horrific massacre just so they can play the, you know, Captain Trudeau is here to save Canada and Canadians by uh, firearms banning. What do you make of this? Well, I mean, we've been talking about this for a while, ever since the horrible tragedy in Ovalde. And I mean, in the States, it is a little bit different because it is like we know that the shooter there purchased that gun legally. So there is an argument for like it's a big, complicated issue. There is an argument for like, how do we prevent people from buying legal guns there? But in this case, in Canada, we know it's super hard to get yeah. a legal gun. Yeah. And when you do, you, your magazine capacity is only 15 rounds tops, I think. I'm not a firearm expert. I, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I'm, work, I'm working on my gun license, so I'm pretty I wish sure. You like gun. Oh, you are working yeah, on a gun yeah, license. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Maybe you might not mention that. Uh, <laughs> maybe the government's going to wiretap your phone now uh, as an I mean, act of vengeance against a rebel reporter. That's what they did to Rob Stocky, the ex-cop in Ottawa, just for attending a freedom rally. Just so kidding. I'm maybe not. Maybe we should. Yeah. Um, that, but we know Catherine how hard misspoke. it is to get a gun in Canada. And it should be, in my opinion. You should... I think you should have to go through training and you should have uh, references and all sorts of like maybe references would have stopped uh, the Uvalde shooter from getting yeah. a gun. I don't know. Well, uh, you know, I don't think that's the issue here, Catherine. I, I well, think, not here. No, no. Yeah. I think it's the idea that a prime minister, a public safety officer, that the boss of these two RCMP officers, Campbell and Scanlon, actually interfered during an active mm -hmm. investigation yeah. for no other purpose than to further their political agenda. I I think this is one of the biggest scandals, uh, and that's saying a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, know, what does that even mean these yeah, days? Yeah, in the last seven yeah. years of the Trudeau Liberals. Mm -hmm. Here's my question, um, Catherine. Is this prime minister, is this government... Is this RCMP committee? Are they going to skate on this yet again? Yes, absolutely. Isn't it unbelievable? Yeah. What What do we have to do? What do we have to report to pierce the Teflon on this guy? And I know here's my uh, I haven't scanned the media coverage uh, on Mashet, Catherine, but here's my thinking in terms of how it's going to be spun by the likes of, you know, the star and all the others that we uh, contribute our tax dollars to to do journalism because they can't make money uh, with what they're selling right now. And it's going to be this. Well, yeah, you know, it's kind of, you know, iffy that they interfered in a uh, active investigation. But 
the intentions were there. We got to ban these evil guns. Mm -hmm. We got to take those terrible rifles and AR-15s uh, out of the uh, Dominion. Uh, so maybe they didn't behave in terms of proper protocol, but the end result, the hope for end result was good. I think that's how they're going to spin it because the liberal newspapers are so anti-gun, mm -hmm. you know, and it doesn't matter if you are a law-abiding uh, duck hunter in Saskatchewan, you just say gun, you just put up an, uh, an image of a gun, and uh, guns are bad, and they must be banned. Of, co of course, I do believe Justin Trudeau's private security detail. Oh, yeah. They carry guns. Oh, of course right? they do. <laughs> yes. And um, I was reading one of the articles, and it said that um, a week after the rampage, Trudeau said that the RCMP is system systemically racist. So, oh my. so according to the prime minister, you shouldn't have a gun, but the systemically racist RCMP should. What kind of logic is that? We hear this all the time in the States, but to hear it from the prime minister himself. Yes. Well, I, I think that's going to be a hard sell because if memory serves, the killer was white. And I believe the officers who eventually took him down were also of the same race, but Oh, I'm sure there's a bit of racism lurking there. I mean, I, I don't have anything. It's but just you know, so, it's just, they say it. It's like saying someone's a transphobe, someone's a racist. It's like such an easy way to just paint someone as evil without having needing any proof because most people yeah. will hear that and then just go, yup. Well, I will say this, Catherine. I think the RCMP as a law enforcement agency is in complete disarray. Um, I've, and I'm not in, uh, targeting all members of the RCMP. In fact, in Ottawa, uh, during the trucker convoy, I met someone, Catherine, at a, a restaurant. He came up to me. He was off-duty RCMP. And he said to me, what happened to me in December, remember with the you know, RCMP mm -hmm. officers on Trudeau security detail? You, yeah. yeah, beating me up. Mm -hmm. uh, he had never felt more shame being an RCMP officer than seeing that video footage. Uh, so there are good Mounties of out course, there. Yeah, yeah, we're not painting them all with the same brush. And, and I really appreciated his heartfelt words. Um, but in general, uh, I'm having severe doubts about the effectiveness of this police agency because it is so obviously politicized. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you can almost... It's hard to blame the individuals if the if the organization is corrupt and like people work paycheck to paycheck these days. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to blame people when they're like, well, I'm getting an order. If I go against that order, I'm going to be fired. I'm, I have a family to feed. Like it's when your boss is telling you to do something you don't want to do, you have to stand up and say no. And you have to take the risk of walking away from a job. And a lot of people can't afford to do that. And I feel for the RCMP. But. At the same time, there's so many of them that could maybe, I, I don't know how it works. I don't know what well, it would take for, for the organization to uncorrupt itself. Um, it would mean a complete change in the culture. Mm -hmm. Because my experience, folks, is that when you look at a police division uh, that has more than, you know, the statistical number of bad apples that it should have, it really is that there is a rotten culture mm -hmm. at play and you have to go from the head of the fish down. You have to get rid of the, the leaders and bring in new leadership. And on that note, and you mentioned firing Catherine, I am, I'm sorry. I think Brenda Lucky, Bill Blair, and Prime Minister Trudeau have to step down. 
this this is how serious this is interfering in an active police investigation and good for superintendent campbell and for scanlon of the rcmp for standing up to their boss mm -hmm. right because that could be a very career yeah. limiting mm -hmm. uh, move i mean imagine you're in the rank and file of the rcmp catherine and no you know lower authority than um uh, brenda lucky is saying give me this information like you said uh you've got bills to pay do you want to be uh, you know do you want to be demoted mm -hmm. do you want to be fired on trumped up charges and i wouldn't put it past these cats yeah. folks. i wouldn't yeah. put it past it of course blair i heard him speaking on the radio into headquarters he's denying any kind of coercion oh, do you shocking. believe that oh that's i'm shocked i'm yeah. shocked david yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, I guess Blair is now taking a page from his replacement at public safety, Marco Mendicino, oh, which Marco, is to Marco. lie, 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 or default to the Sergeant Schultz routine. <laughs> I know nothing. I, I nothing. saw nothing. <laughs> right. But um, I would really like to hear uh, where our viewers uh, stand on this. Um, this, like I said, is a major scandal. It is such inappropriate behavior. The idea of the polit politicians and a politicized RCMP commissioner actually tinkering with an active investigation to pursue some bogus political agenda in terms of the vilification and demonization of legal gun legal owners. Legal gun owners, yeah. and that's the huge caveat there. Like uh, this murderer was not a legal gun owner. That's right. According to the law, he shouldn't have been anywhere near a weapon. And yet, and yet, yep. he did. He had hate in his heart and he went on a rampage and the law wasn't going to stop him. And with the Trudeau liberals, Catherine, these details, which are very important details, i.e. illegal gun, um, i.e., the guy couldn't own any guns because he mm -hmm. was on a watch list. That will go amiss, yeah. right? Well, I had to look into it myself because oh, I was yes. reading all these articles about it for uh, a couple of weeks ago for some other thing. And I was like, wait, 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 was this a legal gun? I couldn't find it. So I went to Wikipedia of all places and it said he did not have a PAL possession and acquisition license. Mm. And I was like, ah, that's the detail I haven't seen in any of these news stories. Kind of important. Yeah, yeah 100%. And uh, although I would caution you in terms of buying everything at face value from Wikipedia. Well, it was the only, I mean, it seems to be the only place I could find that little tidbit. Yeah, there you go. So in the days ahead, I think collectively what we should all do is watch the media coverage of this. Watch the spin. Watch the justification. Uh, because uh, when I came across this story, um, uh, holy smokes, my eyes popped out of my head like, that wolf in the Tex Avery cartoon, you know. Um, but uh, we shall move on. Mm -hmm. And we have a full list, if I can find it. What what tickles your fancy so we on have, um, uh, National Kissing Day, Catherine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I should say, uh, National Kissing Day, which is today, should not is be... Is it actually? It is. Okay. I don't make any I of this up. How could up. I? No. <laughs> it shouldn't be confused with International Kissing Day. That's July 6th. You know a lot about Oh, yeah. Well, hope abounds, right? <laughs> and please make a note of this. January 12th, uh, that's National or International Kiss a Ginger Day. So, yeah, okay. write, write that okay. date down. I will. Yeah, there you go. Oh, there wow. you see. Thank you. Super producer but Olivia there's, but for there's a deadly virus going around. That's right, which is why I kiss my dog, <laughs> Sir Gregor, today. 
bit of a same-sex kiss, but I think I can get away with it. Lady Manzoid was not in the mood as usual. <laughs> anyway, uh, but that's enough about kissing. What what so would you like to get to? There's an interesting story about the government. It's from the National Post. Um, I have it written here. So the National Post, government should take fight against ideological extremism online, House Committee report says. Yeah, and once again, what... I mean, the crux of the matter is this, uh, Catherine. Define ideological extremism because— Well, they do, and it's quite interesting. Well, but—and one of those definitions, I'm sure, applies to law-abiding Canadians who were part of the trucker convoys in uh, Ottawa. That was the biggest one, Mm -hmm. of course. Uh, Windsor. Coots. And by the way, folks, uh, if you haven't checked out Trucker Rebellion uh, done by our colleagues, uh, pl- please do check it out. These were people that ha- were having their livelihoods quashed. These were people that were being put out of business by some ludicrous Trudeau mandate that you got to get jabbed if you're going to be a trucker crossing international borders or uh, you're going to have to quarantine for 14 or 15 14 days. days yep. uh, I, yeah, that that's really going to work when you're in the trucker, mm-hmm. trucking business. When you're in a cab alone the entire trip. Exactly. Yep. And you're, uh, you know, not dealing with it. it, it, it it's just absolutely. Yeah. Sp- but that is the problem. These truckers, these are salt of the earth Canadians and their allies and supporters. I mean, Rex Murphy at an event last um, week, he, he said it best. He goes, I can't remember any rebellion or revolution in world history that involved hot tubs and bouncy, bouncy castles. castles. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, not a single death and exactly. or injury. I'm pretty sure. And I still see people on the left and the media referring to what happened in Ottawa as an in- occupation, and as insurrection, insurrection, insurrection. Yeah. Yeah. Borrowing yeah. some terminology from January yeah. six south of the border. It's traumatizing, you guys. Yeah. So this article uh, opens with recommendations from the report include targeting digital platforms, online bots, algorithms, crowdfunding, and cryptocurrency, in addition to offline measures. So basically, GoFundMe, yes. which funded the truckers, who which was shut down. So crowdfunding is is highlighted there. Um, and they also bring up like different types of hate groups, which would be subcategories of xenophobic, gender-driven, anti-authority, and other personal grievance-driven violence. So I just find it funny that they just throw anti-authority in there because if you're if you are <laughs> critical of the government, you're basically a terrorist. And that is like, where are we? North Korea? Like that is crazy. Like violence and and being anti-authority are not the same thing. A hundred percent. I mean, uh, and I think as journalists one of our bailiwicks, Catherine, is to be the umpire looking at the behavior of government. I mean, this idea of the government saying what you can and cannot say in the public square or the digital public square is outrageous. That's the very reason there is a First Amendment in the United States, so that you can criticize the government without fear of the government putting you in jail for the criticism. Yeah, I don't think we have that right here in Canada. No, we we definitely don't. don't. People um, get that confused a lot. Like at these lockdown protests that we would cover, a lot of people said, well, it's my freedom of speech. It's like, you don't actually have that freedom in Canada, unfortunately, which is terrifying. Well, it's being more and more compromised. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of funny, this being the 40th anniversary of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms that that was brought in by Pierre Elliott Trudeau, Mm -hmm. Justin's father, only to see Justin basically put that through the paper shredder. But, you know, here's the thing. Um, These authorities that seem to think, and I'm talking about 
politicians. I'm talking about bureaucrats, uh, chief medical health officers, you name it. They seem to think they're beyond any kind of public criticism, Catherine. And yet the criticism, what Jugmeet Singh said about the trucker convoy in Ottawa, that it was comprised of white supremacists and they had an Islamophobic agenda. Also, the, the prime minister came out with homophobic misogyny. science I'm Clara Peller here right now, folks. The Wendy spokeswoman from the 80s in the restaurant going, where's, where's the, the beef? beef? <laughs> right. You know, I am astonished they could get away with this when there's no evidence, Catherine, well, to support this. Well, they just keep this. throwing those isms out. Oh, Islamophobic, yeah. racist, which is not an ism, but it kind of is, and uh, anti-science. And, and it's like you just throw whatever on the wall and hope something sticks. Yep. And it and a lot of it sticks. And you know, it, it, it for Jugmeet Singh, I mean, I'm sorry, Mr. Singh, but there were Sikh individuals at these protests, including a wonderful Sikh gentleman uh, uh, during the dying day of the uh, rebellion, which I was there in Ottawa covering, and it was like minus 30 gazillion below so zero. Cold. Oh, and he gave me, I guess he saw me shivering, but he gave me hand warmers. But there were a group of Sikhs I was next to. So it's pretty hard to sell to me that people of brown skin wearing a turban and are of the Sikh faith are white supremacists. Yeah, waving Canadian flags <laughs> who just want to feed their families. Yeah. It's and a tough sell, but people buy it. It's It's shocking to me. You know, I was on Twitter the other day looking at some article about the convoy. I think it's about the Emergency Emergencies Act um, inquiry. And people are, so many people are like, they call it the freedom convoy. Because freedom, yeah. wanting freedom makes you racist and stupid, apparently. Like these, if they're, I mean, they're, I was going to say, if their freedom wasn't infringed, they would care. But it's like they don't. You know, Catherine, you, you raise a good point here. Because I am of the opinion that on the left, uh, these progressives, oh, well, actually, let's call them for what they are, Marxists. Um, freedom is the new F word, yeah, right? It is. And you know, and I'll tell you what a symbol of that is. Um, right now, go out, you know, beautiful sunny day in the GTA, uh, go outside to a park, go to a shopping mall, anywhere. You will still see people who look to me to be young and healthy. And what are they wearing? They're still wearing the mask. They still got the face diaper on, even though uh, in Ontario that has been um, eradicated since March 21st. I don't think this is about protecting one from a virus anymore, Catherine. No, David. I think this is a statement, much like a Muslim woman wearing a hijab, mm. a Christian wearing a cross, a Sikh wearing a turban. This is a statement saying... I support big government. I support big lockdowns. I support big tech. I support big censorship. Big I'm pharma. telling you, you know, what's happened to the world in just half a century, which is a blink of geological, uh, a blink of an eyelash when it comes to geological time for sure. You know, when you had young people on campus in the late 60s, early 70s, what were they campaigning for? They Free were speech. protesting the, um, uh, the Vietnam War. Yeah. They were all about civil rights. And now these indoctrinated young people are all about, yep, 
big government, big tech, big censorship. It's for our own good, I've mm -hmm. been told. And that's good enough for me. You know, you're younger than me, uh, Catherine. <laughs> A lot. Uh, what do you make of this? Because I see it, you know, this seems to be something that is so tied to the millennial generation. It I know is, it's easy to mock and criticize that well, generation. But... It's for a reason. <laughs> um, I remember in, I think it was 2016 in Berkeley, California at Berkeley University, uh, there were riots because I think it was Ben Shapiro who was supposed to speak there. Yeah. Um, and these anarchists were rioting free speech yeah. and it's Berkeley is where the free speech movement happened in the 60s the, that you just mentioned the anti-Vietnam War free speech uh civil rights and it's just so funny like th the fact that the whole dichotomy has completely flipped on its head and I mean that's kind of what brought me personally to Christianity because I was not I was I've always been like a bit of a rebel but mm. when I saw what they were doing to pastors and how everyone was so indoctrinated I was like these pastors, like Pastor Hildebrandt, who I met and interviewed, he's, he's so badass. He was like rock and roll. Oh, I love that guy. I, he's such a That's badass Church guy. Church of God and Elmer Ontario. Yes, Elmer, yep. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I said to him, like, you guys are the new rock stars. Like, you oh, guys yeah. are so anti-big government and so pro-free speech and, and love and peace and all the things that conservative Christians are supposed to be against that in if you just looked in if you just googled what are you know right-wing conservatives against they would say oh they're against life and love and freedom but it's like nowadays it's the complete opposite it's like I w I'm like a hippie yeah no I think I think the radical the cool kid on campus is the conservative yeah is the right-leaning yeah. kid because and you know I say that because I think I'm going by memory so don't quote me but it was around 2018 it was certainly pre-pandemic and one of the sh most shocking surveys I'd ever seen, uh, Catherine, it was south of the border where they went to U.S. universities and colleges and asked the student body there that, you know, of course, the First Amendment uh, protects uh, freedom of speech. But if your speech is hurtful, and, and that was the word, not libelous, not defamatory, not hate speech, but it was just hurtful to others should the First Amendment be repealed? And folks, 51% of Americans and American campuses said yes. That's terrifying. Yeah, me. because these people think words are violence. Yes. And they're not. That's the beauty of it. They're literally not. Like, if I was to say, this is David Menzies' address. We are going at this date to go kill him. Like, that's violence. That's, I mean, those are words, but that's an active call for violence. That's already illegal. You cannot do that. Exactly. That's doxing. That's invading someone's privacy. That's calling for violence. Like, that's already illegal. But anything short of that, if I just said, I hate David Menzies, that's not, like, that's I mean, which okay. I don't, which I do not. I love David Menzies. But I'm just saying, like, National that Kissing Day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like people now equate the two as if they're the same thing and it's like no you should be allowed and i think you should be and it goes to you know this article about the government fighting against ideological extremism i think if someone even as as horrible as like a legitimate nazi yeah an actual nazi i think they should be allowed to say whatever they want because then at least we know who these people are they're outing themselves but if you force them off the internet then they're just going to be underground on like on the dark web or in person having these meetings. It's like, wouldn't you rather know who these people are, what their ideas are so that we can fight them in the in the online space, like ideologically, but you're pushing these people underground and it's making them more extreme, more hateful. It makes no sense to me. Uh, I agree with you entirely. And you mentioned Nancy. I mean, we had an inf 
infamous uh, neo-Nazi in Toronto, Ernest Zundel, uh, in, in the 80s. Eventually, I think he was deported back to his uh, original country of Germany. But I thought it was a huge misstep in how we went after Ernest Zundel. Ernest Zundel was a Holocaust denier. Uh, that makes him a son of a bitch, in my viewpoint. It, it's gross. It's repugnant. It's odious. Say what you will. But the thing about Ernest Sundel, folks, is he did not cross the line when it comes to free speech. I'm pretty much a free speech absolutist, but as Catherine alluded to, if you were going to preach harm or death to an individual or a group of people, that's offside. Mm -hmm. That's against law. That's the thing about Ernest Sundel. He never said, hey, go out and kill a Jew. He never said that. So... There was two things about what happened with Ernest Zundel. The amount of publicity, because he was front page news. Ernest Zundel couldn't be happier. He was getting tens and tens of millions of dollars um, by the state in the pre-internet days, giving him uh, a stage to preach his odious garbage. And 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 he would he made a mockery of the court uh, process. There was this famous photo. It's him going to court, and he's. He's actually um, dragging a life-size cross, right? As though he's a Jesus figure. It, it, it was absolutely preposterous, but Zundel couldn't be happier that he was being targeted um, for his views. Listen, uh, if I were to deny the Titanic, the sinking of the Titanic, the, the existence of Napoleon, should I be prosecuted, right? And that was the, there you go. Look at that. Can you imagine? And that's there. There's his useful idiots mm -hmm. wearing construction helmets, but hard hats, uh, Catherine, for good reason. There were a lot people of enraged people. Yeah. yeah. So there's a uh, and and thank you again to our uh, Johnny on the spot production team. So um, you know we got off on a tangerine yeah. there, but <laughs> it uh, it, at the end of the day, with all this, to me, this is a lot of wallpaper that the. Trudeau jugmeat regime are generating to justify bills like C-11. And um, my hope is that please, senators of Canada, justify your existence and don't allow bills like C-11 that are directly attacking our freedom of speech rights to pass. You know, prove there is a reason for the Senate, much like they stepped up when it came to the Emergencies Act, mm. when Trudeau realized he wasn't going to get uh, Senate approval and then, you know, took his ball and went home <laughs> like the spoiled child he is. Um, now, I guess we're more than halfway into the show. Catherine, do we have any uh, super chats? Let me see. All right, then let's do a little housekeeping, yes, as Dr. Do. Evil would say. <laughs> Let's do a couple. So we All have right. uh, one from King7734, $1. Thank you. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> which one's which? Yes. You're looking good, David. Yes. Okay, well, that answers it. <laughs> he says, just kidding, but you can't pump up the beautiful girls. Well, you can. Well, you know. Um, uh, <laughs> Why what? does everyone hate beautiful Do women? Yeah. There's an attack. Just one second. <laughs> Do we have an HR director yet? No. Okay. Yeah. Well, you. Well, she is a beautiful woman. By the way, on that note, I want to say I want to give a shout out to Maxim Magazine. Uh, Paige Baranek, who is a golf influencer, was named um, the most beautiful female 
on the face of the earth. And she is quite beautiful. She's a horrible golfer, which is why she's a golf influencer. You can't golf with those things in the way. It's just, you don't get the swing right. I have a story to tell you off air about that. <laughs> Anyways, um, the why I'm giving a shout out, I mean, it, it's a classical, you know, beautiful blonde uh, woman. The reason why I'm giving Maxim a shout out about this, in this day and age, uh, Catherine, I was almost expecting Maxim to hop aboard the woke put wagon, a man on there, put a, yeah, a transvestite on there, or to find uh, a woman who is morbidly obese. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, listen, I love curvy women, but there is a point in which you get to a weight where you're going to have a shortened lifespan. Not maybe, you will. Tess Holiday. Uh, yeah, uh, th there you go. And who is unapologetic, uh, you know, for her lifestyle. So a shout out to Maxim for putting an actual, real, biological woman uh, on their cover. And if, there are, if our little uh, tech hobbits can find a, a, an image to put up later, uh, you'll uh, you'll see what I mean. So, by the way, what is your opinion of that? Where I mean, uh, we're seeing this kind of wokeism get into the the beauty debate. Mm -hmm. You know, people being put in um, being accoladed for being a gorgeous woman when they're not, and they're not even female. Mm -hmm. So, what's your viewpoint of Maxim going old school? On I this? like it. Yeah. yeah. Good. Okay. I mean, I could I could be like well that woman is more beautiful than me, so I'm offended. It should be someone that looks just like me on the cover of Maxim. But you know what? I have other talents. I don't, not everyone gets to be a swimsuit model on the cover of Maxim, and that's okay. Indeed. And you know, it's the entitlement too, Catherine. Uh, Sheila and I were talking about this last week. There is some, I can't even remember her name. I'm sorry about that, folks. But it was some influencer, um, the whole body image thing, and she wanted to go to a ranch and she did and she oh, wanted yeah. to ride a horse and the maximum capacity for the horse is 240 pounds otherwise it might suffer a broken back and she was beyond 250 and uh, there it is the tiktok star and um here's so he said no dice so she went whining and complaining. Where's PETA when you need them? You stole the words right <laughs> out of my mouth, you know, to uh, to quote uh, a meatloaf song. Where is PETA on this issue? But you know what? Uh, Sheila, our beloved colleague, uh, Catherine, was monitoring the social media chat, and it was 50-50. It was 50% saying, uh, this is an entitled, selfish person who would do harm to an innocent animal. And the other 50% saying, no, how dare you hurt her feelings? What is it about a certain generation where hurt feelings is, is almost akin to a capital crime? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I played sports in high school and our our hockey team was the worst in the league and I was the goalie. So oh, I yeah. know about hurt feelings. Wow. <laughs> Getting 15 goals scored on you. Thank God we didn't have a, a secondary goalie. Because I would have been pulled. <laughs> oh, there you go. I didn't but know like, that I know about, about you. I know about hurt feelings. Like you, when you're in the real world, hurt feelings are like having a job. Sometimes you do a bad job, and your boss has to chastise you, or you don't win whatever sporting thing, or whatever it is, and your feelings get hurt, or you get dumped. It's like that's life. These I didn't people know you can't were, even tolerate. I didn't know you were a gumper. Uh, that was my position as well. You don't know that, no. Nick. Oh my goodness, folks! Anyone want to educate Catherine? I'm assuming it's goalie. Gumper oh, of course okay. it does. Yes, <laughs> but you know what? Uh, let's face it. Um, 
goalies are slightly crazy. They are. I mean, and that's why I was a goalie. <laughs> I didn't have to skate. I love the attention. Yes. Got to wear big pads and it was fun. And you get 60 full minutes of ice yeah. time. Unless they pull you, which was frequent in my tenure. <laughs> anyway, do we have another? Yes, ride? we do. So this is from Paul Otto Newman. $5. Thank you. Do you believe that these new revelations of interference by the Trudeau government will finally cause the NDP caucus to wake up and end their agreement with the LPC, Liberal Party of Canada, or will they agree with the results? That's um, a good question. Jagmeet Singh has been vicious in his criticism about this recent scandal. That's A. B, no, he will <laughs> not he will not vote against this government. C, the reason is he needs to uh, rag the puck, to use a hockey term, to 2025 so he gets his full six years of service and his juicy pension. That is the only reason that the Jagmeet Singh NDP is propping up this scandal-played government. And Catherine, I find it appalling that Jagmeet Singh in the House of Commons or social media will wag his finger and say, how dare you, Justin Trudeau, do this. And then when push comes to shove, when it's a vote, backs up this government. I mean, he's a politician. You know what? I'm sorry. I have less respect for Mr. Singh than I do for Mr. Trudeau. Those are harsh words. Yeah. He's yeah. almost as bad as Patrick Brown. Even. Yeah. Well, it's easy to criticize when you've never been in power. And well, you likely never will. It, no, he won't. And, and and good point, because not only is he not the official opposition, he represents the fourth place party in Canadian Parliament right yeah. now. Exactly. Uh, you know, after the Conservatives and the Bloc. And this is a guy holding this country hostage, holding Parliament effectively hostage. And the reason it's not for stability. It's not for some great Trudeau economic programs to, you know, get us out of this economic quagmire we're in. It's all about Jugmeet Singh having enough do re mi to pay his uh, BMW M3 payments and his Armani suits. That is appalling. This is the most selfish person in the House of Commons. Yet in mainstream media, he will get a pass because to criticize. A Sikh, I think, with a lot of journalists that are covering uh, Parliament, that might be construed as racist when it's not. Of course and, not. And it's it's racist yeah. to say you can't criticize exactly. someone because of their heritage. That's racist. Like that, they're so fragile, they can't take a little bit of heat as a politician, as a leader of an official party. That's racist. You nailed it. It, it, it the perverse opposite is mm -hmm. true. You're being racist by not criticizing him for genuine. Uh, issues, statements, what have you, that deserve criticism. It's just like when women are treated with kid gloves and given all these opportunities and all these accolades when they are doing the same job as men. It's like, I find that sexist and insulting. Well, you know, and, and that's a good point. I mean, you know, the Catherine McKenna, she hated the term climate Barbie. She, she would even, loved it. <laughs> no, she hated she it. She loved it, David. <laughs> I, I talked to her. There's a video of me interviewing her, and I don't bring it up. I don't mention it. And yeah. she's like, she's ignoring my questions, ignoring yeah. my questions about the b millions and millions of dollars that went um, undocumented during her different infrastructure projects. And she goes, oh, I have a question for you. When are you going to stop calling me climate Barbie? There and I was go. like, I was, but, but she brought it up. Oh, she I know. loves it. Barbie's hot. And it's like, she loves that. <laughs> 
that comparison and I was like I had never heard that comparison because I was relatively new at the time and I was like what like can you answer my question or are you gonna bring up the fact that you think you look like Barbie again like no she's challenged other rebel reporters and the reason why I think it's a valid nickname is going back to when Justin Trudeau uh, was first elected with a majority government he went out and made sure that there was a 50-50 gender split in mm -hmm. cabinet. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll tell you why that's wrong. It's because you want to appoint the best person. Uh, yeah, yep. on merit. Yep. And here's Again, and what about this, Catherine? What if there should be, oh, I don't know, 60% women yeah. as as cabinet ministers because because of their merit. So, it kind of in a way holds back women. So, the, the term climate Barbie is basically um, a way of saying, are you there based on merit mm -hmm. or are you there based on your gender? Mm -hmm. it's, it's simply put. Yep. We have another chat from DRB1313, $20. Thank you very much. Is it mandatory for all rebel employees to have a pal? <laughs> no. <laughs> this could be a new employee benefit possession acquisition license. No. <laughs> but you know, you did bring it up, um, uh, Catherine, and I've talked to Sheila, and Sheila's a well-known gun owner, of course, too. As a young lady, what made you decide to get your pal? Um, certainly not for self-defense. No. no. Okay. Certainly not. Um, I just think it's important to know the safety around a gun. I would love to know how to, I mean, I would like to know how to disarm someone. So like, I would like to take Krav Maga in the future, but if I was to encounter a gun on the street, I would like to know how it works mm. or if I found a gun or and I would like to hunt as well. I think it's important if you're going to eat meat that you should know how to kill an animal that and eat it. And maybe like there's other ways to kill animals with, with crossbows and whatnot, but that's not really, it's not easy to do. It's um, cumbersome. So I think it's just important to know how guns work and how the safety around them. Hunting would be my next step. I would like to go skeet shooting. Oh, okay. I just want to know how they work and how to use them. I've never fired one and I'm, and people are so terrified of them. And I think things that are scary, you should understand. No, good for you. And, and of course, being in an urban area, um, you know, there are police resources to respond in hopefully a timely fashion to any kind of trouble that, God mm -hmm. forbid, uh, you might get into. But uh, I know from when we discussed this the other day with uh, Sheila Gunn-Reed, she's in a very remote area mm -hmm. of northern Alberta. It would take law enforcement on a good day easily over half an hour to get to her home. Can you imagine that there are home invaders kicking in the door and you are waiting a half hour, maybe 45 minutes, maybe over an hour. Um, what are you supposed to do? Um, and this is, this is the insidious thing about the Trudeau gun grab, is that people like Sheila Gunn-Reed, they want to take away their way of leveling the playing field if the bad guys ever come calling and the law enforcement is not an option. Yeah, well, it's all when I was um, in my course, we learned very, very simply and clearly you you don't have the right to use your gun to defend yourself. The only way like if I was if there was a home invader coming to my home and they had a gun pointed at my head, I still wouldn't have the right mm. to use a firearm against that person. The only way is if they were like, I'm going to pull the trigger now I'm going. So yeah. and I would still get arrested. 
and yep. charged, I would have to prove in court that I my life was in imminent danger and that the only way I could stop it was by using a firearm. They would say, well, couldn't you have kicked his leg? Couldn't this, this like there, yeah. there's really no room at all for using a weapon to defend yourself. And that's the scariest thing, because if you were 30 minutes away from police and you have a gun and you use it to defend yourself, you're still going to jail. You know, it, it's funny what it's you crazy. say. Couldn't you have kicked his leg or something outrageous uh, like that? It, it reminds me, folks, when I was with Sun News and I was on a panel with uh, a liberal, Marianne Meadward, very nice lady. I, I, I like her as a person, but wow. In terms of ideology, we're talking cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. By the way, she has since been elected as mayor of Burlington. It's amazing how people fail upwards in this country. But this this very idea of a home invasion example, it was in the news for, for some reason. I think there was a real-life news item about it. And um, I posed the question. You're a single woman with a child or children. You have home invaders coming into your home. What are you supposed to do? And what she said, Catherine, was, well, you run out the back door and run to safety. And no, 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 no. When you're in your home, that's the finish line. This is castle domain territory now, right? There's no place else to run to. And if right? you live in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. And, and who's to say that the bad guys might outrun you? And so, what if you have six kids? Yeah. And so and infants and yeah. elderly people? I know. It was kind of like uh, Miriam Mead Ward embracing uh, the first rule of Zombieland, which mm -hmm. is, of course, cardio. Uh, but this is the insane opposition to somebody, a legal gun owner, uh, fearful for his or her life in a home invasion, even then, what are you supposed to do? Die? We'll have a nice memorial service for you. We'll put teddy bears and bundles of roses uh, next to your front door. Give me a break. Well, it's the politicians who have armed guards, like we mentioned at the very oh, top yeah. of this conversation. They're the ones that are like, you don't need a gun to defend yourself. And it's like, okay, sir, but you have multiple people with guns defending you, Trudeau. Like your And so- what does that tell us? His life is more valuable than anyone of else's course. life. Of course, because he's the son of a Trudeau, allegedly. And <laughs> oh yeah, are we getting into cash? No, <laughs> no, no, would never, never even dream of it. Let's do another chat. Alrighty. So we have um, five dollars from Fraser. Thank you very much. If you want to curb lawlessness, shooters do this. Ban all shooter games. When I was 14, I bought my first gun, a 22 from Canadian Tire. When I was older, I bought a 12 millimeter 1872 Mauser, I guess, Mauser. Uh, 1903. There's a lot of guns here. I'm just going to skip all that. That's good stuff. I brought them home on a bus and nobody blinked an eye. I lived in Montreal. Great show. Oh, well, thank you so much, Fraser. Yeah, um, you know, uh, again, I, I almost caution people not to out themselves as gun owners. You might be putting yourself on some sort of a list. But, you know, it is all about virtue signaling. And, you know, a couple of years in a row, I, I covered this uh, event. The Toronto police had a, um, a program called Gunplay No Way. And what it was, you come down to a police division and they'd have this outdoor display and you turn in your gun and you get, um, well, politically correct uh, toy, like a Nerf ball or something like that. Oh, wait a minute, folks. I forgot to mention one teeny tiny detail. You turn in your toy gun, right? They had a blitz for people to turn in toy guns. So that how in blue hell does that protect the citizens of Toronto from gangbangers that are mugging you, 
carjacking you uh, or, or just, uh, you know, going on a, um, a, a random gun spree. Can you... Can you possibly make sense of that, no. Catherine? Getting toy guns off the street? Aren't they? Aren't they um, banning airsoft guns? Yeah, uh, many did? of them. Yes, yeah. and we did a we did a piece yeah. went out to Mississauga yeah. airsoft. Uh, yeah. You know, this is not harmful at all. But th this was this was just cap guns or the stuff you'd buy at Dollar Ram. Yeah. Do they still have what toy about, guns at Dollar Ram? Or I don't know. They have water guns still. Well, yeah. 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 You know, I which, was like, I feel unsafe. Which the industry now calls. Water toys. They've, they've taken the uh, the gun. You know, word. I remember. I'm old enough to remember on my iPhone emojis. There are these little characters on your phone. Yes, <laughs> I know that. Um, they used to have a gun emoji. Oh, that's gone. A handgun, and I used it all the time because it's hilarious. I'd just be like, "Like you better get here quickly," and I'd put the gun. Like I thought it was cute and funny. <laughs> that's but gone. But they've right? removed it, and now you can only use the water gun, and it just doesn't. It doesn't hit. It, you know, but they still have the knife, though. It's so. Well, uh, I'm surprised they have the knife because I was looking for, and maybe I'm not looking in the right place, so I stand to be corrected. I was looking for things like um, tanks, cannons, you know, military equipment. There are no emojis for that. No, they have a bomb and a knife. <laughs> oh, they have a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's like no. one of those little ball bombs. What one of the worst examples of wokeism I ever saw was a musical artist performing at Young Dundas Square in Toronto and he was doing the Queen uh, classic song Bohemian Rhapsody and there's the line that says put a gun against his head he self-censored himself so it was put a against his head right put a what sir <laughs> Oh, what a what? I couldn't believe it. You know, so it's almost like a forbidden word, uh, let alone um, some kind of implement. Anyways. All right. More chats. Yes. So we have one from Aquaskies, 3636, $1. Thank you very much. As a child of the 70s, raised on Get Smart and Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I love those shows. What happened? Lucky, Libs, NDP need to go. Agree with you, David. Rejag me. Thank you both. Well, Aquaskies, 3636. I almost... It's almost like there's a number missing there. 22. Anyways, no, uh, you're quite right. And I have a... Uh, it took a, me a second. A, <laughs> <laughs> a, we have a viewer in Hamilton, and he's doing me a great service, folks. Uh, CHCH, which is the Hamilton TV station, is um, airing a lot of uh, sitcoms from the 60s and 70s. Get smart. Just All in the family? Oh, no, 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 okay. no, no. I, You know, that's a good question. That came up last night in a discussion with one of our uh, viewers. Um, I don't know if All in the Family is being syndicated anywhere in North America. Uh, but the point is, we're talking Get Smart. We're talking Gilligan's Island. We're talking My Three Sons. And CHCH goes out of its way to preview. Like, Get Smart, can I get as more innocuous as that or, or Gilligan's Island? They view the episode and put trigger warnings, right? So for example, there was a Gilligan's Island uh, episode where they were worried about um, cannibalistic headhunting savages uh, attacking them. And that triggers the cannibalistic headhunting savages. Yeah, that puts a warning on the episode. Oy. Uh, even though, by the way, in the episode, the savages never show up, right? It was just a line of dialogue, you know? So... Um, Oh, yeah. boy. We're in trouble, David. Oh, we are in trouble. We're in trouble. I mean, I even wonder, am I even able to pose the question for the ages, which is this, and I want to get a woman's opinion on this. Ginger or Marianne? Uh, which one's the hot one? 
Well, that's the thing. Hotness is in the eye of the beholder. Oh, is it like a Betty and Veronica thing? Exactly. There's like the girl next door and then there's the- Yes, yeah. exactly. Marianne's the cute one, right? Yes. Yeah, I would go with Marianne. You I'm more correct. of a Betty girl myself. Nine out of 10 men choose Marianne. Ginger, just way too high maintenance. Yeah, high maintenance. <laughs> yeah. I can relate. Um, we have $1 from Noble Canadian. Thank you very much. <laughs> if not already done, maybe Kat could make a video of going through the PAL process. And a side note, Catherine, for next Starfleet captain and David as science officer. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Captain! <laughs> Captain Cat. Thank you. I love that. You can be my science officer. Okay, make it so. <laughs> no, I say that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Quester, um, f I think it's $5, I think. Yes. F or no. Oh, five libraries. Oh, five libraries. What is that? Does it, can anyone do a conversion for us? Because me being bare of little brain, uh, th this is beyond my skill set. <laughs> well, it's it's something. So thank it you, is. Quester. Yeah. You thank can't you really defend yourself at all in Canada. My good friend had a drunk neighbor trespass on his property and came at him in a threatening way, and he defended himself. Punched the guy a few times. He got charged and is now facing one year house arrest and criminal record. Wow, um, that's deadly assault with your fists. Non deadly assault. Unbelievable. Jeepers. And you know what I, th I'm sorry to hear that story. It's grotesque. If someone is trespassing, well, there's the first law being broken right away. But you know, Catherine, the camera never lies. And uh, I'm a proponent. I mean, my vehicle has the dash cam on it. Smart. Um, but it's probably a good idea, given how weak our castle domain laws are in this country, to get video surveillance on your property. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, it's sad that it's come to this, mm -hmm. but if that is the truth, that a drunken neighbor with trouble on his shirt trespassed onto his private property, what was he supposed to do? I don't know. <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't know. And what if that was a woman who wasn't physically capable of Ex punching this guy hard enough to, to stop him? Exactly. And this is a story where no firearms were involved. Yeah, exactly. Not even a knife nope. was involved. Just, it was just this. You know, we have to register our hands now, you know? Give me that's a break. Sad. That That's a horrible story. I'm yeah. going to be thinking about this all day. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> well, that's all the, the chats that we have for today. Okay. Well, you, you know, I, so I see that um, we just only have two minutes to go before it's uh, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um I, I don't think we have any topics that uh, we can talk about in that amount of time, except another dire statistic, thanks to our federal government. Soaring food, inf food inflation has 72% of families with kids worried, as well they should be. And I believe, what was the, uh, the inflation rate? 7.7% um, year to year, uh, which is the highest recorded inflation in Canada since I think it was 1983. It's just inflation. Oh yeah. And again, you know, when it comes to, you know, the Trudeau liberals, uh, they're immune to this. Mm -hmm. You know, they get around on private they jets. All got, they all got pay raises, I'm pretty sure, during the pandemic. Well, yeah. Trudeau did. I thought we were all in this together, Yeah, Catherine. no, that's not true. Unbelievable. Not even for a second. Well, folks, we're going to have to wrap it here. I want to say a thank you to our wonderful producers behind the tinted glass. I see Olivia and Efren. And Danny. And Danny. Yes, thank you for reminding me of Danny. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And a special thank you to all those who gave some do-re-mi. That's how we keep the equipment functioning here. We're not like the mainstream media where we 
do a negative option billing out of your paycheck every two weeks, like Rogers used to do. And Catherine, thank you for uh, filling in. Thank you, Uh, David. Really appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Of course. I will be back here tomorrow with the lovely and talented Sheila Gunn-Reed, our chief reporter. In the meantime, stay sane. Well, Canada Day is nearly upon us, and that glorious and free country, Canada, well, it's been under attack as of late by politicians like Justin Trudeau, who seem to be completely oblivious to accountability and to Canadian principles. One of the ways we can hold politicians accountable is by having strong, independent media that is willing to ask tough questions and tell the other side of the story. You can show your Canadian pride and support Rebel News by going to rebelnewsstore.com now, grabbing yourself some Canada Day swag and representing Rebel News. Best of all, you can use the code CANADA25 to buy one item and get 25% off your next item. Again, rebelnewsstore.com.